This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Well, last year, McKinsey came out with a report and they noted that the bioeconomy could have a direct economic impact of up to $4 trillion a year over the next 10 to 20 years. One company working in that world is Inscripta. Sri Kozaraja, let me try it again. Sri Kozaraju, he is president and CEO of the Digital Genome Engineering Company that we just mentioned, Inscripta. And he joins us on the phone in San Francisco. Sri, forgive me uh, from the mispronunciation. Uh, it's when I can't no even read my own notes or phonetics. Um, but it is good to have you here. And I have to say that Thanks my so producer, much. you bet, my producer and I were talking earlier that this was just something that we love to talk about. Tell us, first of all, um, how are you doing and what the, the past year has been like. Yeah, well, first of all, Carol, thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of Bloomberg Radio. I listen to it every morning, so I did want to say that before nice. we get started. Um, I, I In the morning, you didn't really say the up. afternoon. Now I'm a little worried. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wish I could listen all day. Um, well, it, last year has been phenomenal on, on many fronts. Um, obviously, the, the opportunity we're going up against is, has gotten a lot more visibility, and we'll talk about what that means in the bioeconomy, but it is going to be something that I think people start hearing much more about and the additional dimension that it adds to the potential of our economy and to, to society at large. Um, the pandemic has obviously made it tough for, for us as it has for many other companies who are innovating, um, but we have very dedicated employees who have been uh, in the lab diligently working uh, we've had our, our commercial teams diligently preparing to, to launch our, our first commercial product, the Onyx platform, which we announced just a few weeks ago that we, we shipped our, our first commercial unit. So um, we, we are trying to make progress despite the pandemic. Well, tell us exactly what the bioeconomy is. Yeah, so, so it is, uh, as I said, it, to, to me, it's an it's a additional dimension to the economy. And you referenced um, at the outset a, a McKinsey statistic. Another statistic um, from McKinsey last year was that in principle, approximately 60% of the physical inputs to the economy could be biologically produced. And when you sort of take a step back and think about that, that explains the magnitude of, of what we talk about with the bioeconomy. Mm-hmm. Biology's played an important role in the last decade on on discovery and life sciences and, and even in, in the production of therapeutics. However, bioeconomy is larger than that. It affects many more industries beyond just healthcare, and it has much more far-reaching impact um, into products that all of us touch every day. And, and there's a couple of themes that are sort of catalyzing uh, this movement, um, and some of them are very familiar to us, that the movement to sustainability, um, the, the movement uh, to, to, to uh, climate change, to adapt to climate change, and the basic movement around just greater performance and efficiency of our, of our products and businesses. So there are so many um, confluent catalysts that are really um, accelerating uh, this movement in the bioeconomy. So I feel like we're, we're speaking, Shri, in kind of broad strokes here. So tell me, like, drill it down, like, does this include things such as growing food in labs, growing organs in labs? Like, is tell us kind of when we get down to a granular granular level, like what exactly this means? So, so the most common things that you might read about if you were to Google Google it would be um, in agriculture, mm-hmm. uh, crops or plants that are disease resistant, um, that are that are characterized traits that allow them um, to to 
to grow and prosper more efficiently. So agriculture is a place where you might hear and see this a lot. And as our global population grows, as we're trying to get more efficiency out of the land and water um, in, in, in plants, um, this is one area that a lot of companies are looking for to see um, innovation and benefit. Cosmetics, you find that, that also are, are starting to talk about um, using uh, gene engineering to, to manufacture more sustainable um, uh, cosmetic products. We also see it if you kind of move back, you know, I said it's beyond healthcare, but if you kind of move back to healthcare, even in biologics, you know, mm-hmm. just today I was talking to a researcher in, in Europe who was um, very keen in his study of uh, antibiotics. antibiotics. Antibiotics haven't really been advanced in the last two decades, and um, many of the organisms in the body have, have shown resistance to antibiotics. So researchers are studying what causes that, and can we identify and isolate those parts of the genes that contribute to that so that we can design more effective antibiotics in the future. So really, as you can tell, just such a wide range of potential applications. I want to get right back to our guest. Sri Kazaraju is with us. He's president and CEO of the Digital Genome Engineering Company. It's called Scripta, and Sri is still with us on the phone in San Francisco. So, Sri, tell us about kind of where your company fits into this world of the bioeconomy, what you are specifically doing, who you're working with. Sure, Carol. So the the mission for Inscripta is to enable researchers to realize the full potential of the bioeconomy. And specifically, what that means um, is in our in our first product that we're launching, it represents the first digital genome engineering platform in the world that can sit on a bench in a lab. This initial platform is for microbial, so yeast and E. coli organisms. And just to kind of put this in a context, what can it do? A typical experiment, a gene editing experiment that a lab may have done with a couple PhDs over the course of many months up to a year now can be done in a matter of weeks or months. And it's an incredible savings of, of time, but more importantly, the scale um, of, of edits that this can produce in a single run can get up to 10,000 single edits in parallel. Mm-hmm. So there's incredible power in the scale of this platform. Um, and it's really opening the minds of many researchers that we speak to about what kind of work and research they could do with it. Um, so that's that's the Onyx platform, and behind it, um, we're in development on several other very exciting uh, platforms as well. Can you talk to us at all about some of the partners or the some of the areas that you're working in specifically? I know you talked about kind of applications of this, um, so I'm assuming a lot of it is either ag or healthcare. I mean, where is it? Well, we're, we're just getting started commercially. So mm-hmm. we announced our first commercial shipment to Gene Mill uh, in, in the UK and in, in Liverpool. Um, there are two main categories of, of folks that, that we're talking to right now about about the platform. One is your, your core academic research centers, and two um, are, are bioindustrial companies and the range of industries that that represents. You're, you're right. You know, it's a, it's a very wide range. Um, and But many of these folks are already utilizing CRISPR in some way, meaning they're doing some form of gene editing um, in-house already, um, and they're looking to, to really make those, those experiments more efficient, but also explore what more can they do with a more powerful system and platform. 
So, okay, forgive me, because I'm thinking we've got a lot of listeners, and we have a really smart audience, um, and I'm going to, uh, this is not my world, but it, it definitely interests, interests me in terms of gene editing and kind of where this is all going. So if you were sitting down with someone to explain kind of the potential, because it sounds like we're on the cusp, uh, there's a lot out there already, but there's so much more that can be done when it comes to the bioeconomy or uh, the genomic engineering that you guys are involved in, um, how would you explain it kind of to a lay person in terms of how it might impact us in the years to come also as an investor kind of who will be the players involved in it because i am curious sure. about kind of your own future yeah sure yeah so that's a great question so to put this into context if we think about genomics and and even with covid we've heard about some of these terms of the technologies that are being used uh, pcr and next gen sequencing are amongst some of the biggest step function changes in our history as it relates to genomics. And those are all around reading genes. And that's provided us incredible information. We've utilized it in a variety of ways for research, even trying to develop um, uh, diagnostics or, or even things to fight things like the, uh, the COVID-19 virus. What, what, what uh, CRISPR has done is provided a step function change against those prior historical advancements. Now, with CRISPR, we can edit genes. We can write genes instead of reading them. And the, the opportunity around that is massive. When, you, when we speak to researchers, they're trying to create as much, they call it variation. That means as much things to study around something to learn as possible. But it's not just about research and information now. With, with gene editing, we can also create new products. And that's the biggest change with this advancement of what we at Inscripta, as well as others, are going to be doing is we're, we're not only going to be understanding information, but we're going to be creating products um, with this technology as well. And that is where the, the breadth of the opportunity is just so incredibly massive that, um, that we're all quite excited about it. Well, so tell us about this $150 billion Series E financing round. Uh, I think it was led by Fidelity. There's also funds and accounts uh, from T. Rowe Price that are involved in it. Tell us about that and, and that kind of that money. What will you guys plan to do with it? This, this is a, a, just an incredible market. I, I know, you know all the listeners know that from watching the market environment we're in and seeing the, the premium for, for innovation and growth companies. Um, and specifically in, in the life sciences, you know, this whole area of gene editing also has been I extremely robust and a lot of capital going against it because there's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. um, we, we looked at this round as, a, as an opportunistic financing. Um, we were well capitalized. Um, there were a lot of alternatives for companies to raise money, to go public. Um, we, we think we got the best of both worlds. We got really world-class long-term investors, and we also retained the ability to, to grow our business privately, you know, which affords tremendous flexibility um, and the opportunity to, to explore new areas. And so the $150 million, you know, I, I use the word opportunistic, it's really around going after additional areas that where we can bring our technology um, to more and more researchers. So those are, these are things down the road um, beyond what we're already developing with either Onyx or our mammalian platform. What is the growth of the company? Do you, I mean, I know you're early in, what are your expectations uh, going forward? This, this is such, as we've established, such a large market. The, the, the focus for, for us is exactly that, having focus, picking certain areas and customers 
and really showing success of our platform. So it might be contrary to what someone might think about, you know, really growing, going fast and growing fast. For us, the, the long-term future um, gets solidified and, and much stronger if we can be successful showing customers applications where they can use this technology and where they can do things they haven't done before. So when we look at this and when I think our investors who got involved in the Series E looked at this, it wasn't about driving you know, 2021 or 2022 um, platform um, revenues or sales. You know, This was about how do we secure our place as a long-term impact you know, that can drive a, a, a new paradigm change not just for the technology, but for us as an organization. You know, they, they've encouraged us to be aggressive and invest um, and to take our time making good decisions, you know, that, that aren't necessarily short-term oriented, but can drive greater long-term stability and success. Right. We think this is going to be a, a, a new large market. And so being early... Um, being smart about how we build the company for the future are, are paramount. Well, we look forward to hearing more, and I hope you'll come back. And by then, hopefully, I will have your name down, Pat. Sri uh, Kozaraju, he is the president and CEO of the Digital Genome Engineering Company in Scripta, and we appreciate his time. Uh, shares of Dell, by the way, up about 8.4% in the after hours, saying it's going to spin off VMware software unit by the fourth quarter. Have a good and safe evening, everybody. This is Bloomberg.